Hello, dear friends of Love Service Wisdom. Thank you for tuning in again. I always appreciate your listenership. As part of that, I recently launched a Patreon. Patreon is a website. It's a format where you can go to support creatives such as myself and the work that we're doing. I did that kind of quietly just a couple weeks ago. And I've got two patrons. I want to give a big shout out to Zarin and to Megan for being donors to the Love Service Wisdom podcast through Patreon. And if you listener would also like to support, you can go to Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com backslash Marissa Rada or just search Marissa Rada or Love Service Wisdom and you'll find me and you could give to this cause at any amount that feels good to you. And in return, you get my huge gratitude and thanks and a boatload of good karma, as well as um, special contributions that are only available to the patrons on Patreon. So I'll be making a lot more of those into the future, but just wanted to let you know about that way that you could support this podcast if you've been enjoying it. And as always, I so appreciate your five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, or if you even feel like leaving a, um, you know, like a written review too, that's really cool. It just takes a couple minutes to go down there and create the five-star review. And I think it really helps when people are searching for new podcasts, when they see ones that are uh, highly reviewed, they want to listen to it too. So those are just a couple ways that you can support this work, which I greatly appreciate. I've been trying to do it every week now. And so far, so good. I want to give another shout out to my partner, East Forest, for all of his work that he does with giving me the music and the editing and making the sound as good as it does. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Krishna. This week, my guest is Barbara Bashan, and she and I had this conversation way back like early April, I want to say, right when the lockdown, the quarantine, this thisness with COVID began. So you hear her and I discussing that. Unfortunately, it's not like relevant or particularly relevant to everything that's evolved over the past 11 weeks, particularly the past couple weeks with Black Lives Matter and race relations, which uh, I'll be speaking more about in upcoming podcasts. And I had my podcast last week about it. I've had like, oh, I don't know, I guess one more week of digestion and integration and continuing to feel the call to action in a variety of ways that you'll see through my studio, Sage, now that we're open again and on this platform here and the different folks that we talk to and... Um, supporting, supporting, giving donations, creating allyships and partnerships and really staying focused with my own learning and unlearning. And that's one of the cool things about this podcast now with Barbara is she is the founder and executive director of what's known as Quiet Monkeys. It's a therapeutic technique that works very directly with trauma, trauma release, trauma integration and um, it's super incredible. She's based out of Boise where I am and I've seen her personally myself for the release of trauma and I she's kind of my go-to recommendation for everybody. 
who's looking to do some really deep work. You can find more about um, the process and her approach to mind, body, spirit, healing of trauma through the medical, physiological, and chemical systems of the body at quietmonkeys.com. That's quiet, like shh, monkeys, like crazy monkeys.com. And it's incredible. In this talk together that we have, we talk, we share all about how, or she shares about how the brain is programmed and how to reprogram it and how humans were really healing machines. And so we have incredible healing capacities for forgiveness and compassion and neutrality. That's what happens to this process of rewiring the brain that happens in the uh, neuro neugenesis, sorry, not neuro, neugenesis method that she created for lasting healing of trauma. So grateful that Barbara took this time to have this conversation with me and I hope that you'll enjoy it too. Definitely check her out for the healing of trauma within your own self, which creates the way in which we all heal together, starting one person at a time. So here we are. Please enjoy this conversation with Barbara Bashan. It's a big day. It's a. It's been a big time. It's been a really big time, and uh, I'm curious what it looks like from your side. Um, I think you and I spoke of this even before a conversation. Is it's it's the practice that all of us, or many of us, have been doing for years. It's like now we put it into practice. So all of that practice, it seems to be um, time to take the training wheels off and actually do this, do this thing that we're planted deeply into and know that we can do it. Um, There's a lot of different glasses, perceptions, glasses that we look through, which is all our individual experience, but and often we then realize that we're a collective. So we all get a part of this. Mm-hmm. I'm curious when you say the practices we've been doing, what are you referring to? It depends on what practice you're doing. Are you a yoga, in your yoga practice, in your meditation practice, in your practice of being a parent, in your practice of being a present human being, in your practice of being, um, you know, even afraid, a practice of just being human and how, wherever you've come to at this point. But uh, again, take off the training wheels. It's time to really put it into... Uh, Put it into practice. Yeah, it makes me think of my teacher, Amba, who would say, this isn't a dress rehearsal, but it's sometimes, now I'm thinking, well, maybe that was the dress rehearsal and now it's not a dress rehearsal. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's an important time. It's significant. Yeah, it's significant. In your work that you do with Quiet Monkeys in New Genesis, you know, around trauma and how that affects, has long lasting effects and different, even many different types of trauma can be so um, impactful for so many years. 
what are you feeling like this is going to, what kind of trauma effect will this have? So in the work that I'm doing, and that's really the foundation of, of where I'm coming from, because it's understanding how, and we're going to use the term trauma, it's a large umbrella, and trauma has so many different uh, um, spigots that come from the hub, you know, it's kind of like this, and that and trauma is kind of a, a general word, it can be a belief systems. It could be um, events, it could be behaviors. It isn't just trauma, but it's perceptions too. Mm -hmm. So we all come, it's like, oh, I've never been traumatized. I've never, but it's not. It's our perceptions and it's our way of being. When it's somewhat in conflict, sometimes it's in conflict to our conscious thoughts of where I want to be and how I understand things, as opposed to that very unconscious motivation I think in my work that grounds me in this is that it's really that unconsciousness that is running the show. Yes. That is the biggest piece. It's like we're sitting on this balloon and we're like this little image, but that balloon is like this unconsciousness that is driving us. So in the work that I do, instead of staying on the surface of the balloon and, you know, we enact all our lives and our sense of being on this cognitive, the very real cognitive sense of self, the actual running parts of our human experience is a program. There's a difference between the brain and mindfulness. And that's the difference is... What this work does, it goes into the program of the brain. The brain is just a programmer. So speak, speak more to that. To the program of how the program was created to begin with, and we're all this way. That's how we we. That's how we function. It's not right or wrong. It's just how the brain functions. Mm-hmm. And you begin to understand that the sympathetic system, that autonomic system that sets all this up is really a program and it's how we feed it and things influence it like events and people and families and beliefs. And it's not our conscious fault, but we surely do create behaviors and ideas outside of that. And that's who we begin to think we are. Yeah. And so to, to describe this a little bit more from my own experience with you, cause I've had a healing session with you. It's when in the work that you're doing, we, you help the the client. Is that what you call them? Patients, mm-hmm. yeah. Clients go back to some of the core earliest memories of a feeling of disconnection. Let's say, mm-hmm. or memories that are that are shaping current beliefs. Yeah, yes. and some That's of them you're. Good- aware of and some of you're not aware of at all on a very conscious level but some of them you are it's those ones that kind of still sting your heart or make your throat or chest tight when you go back there and then we talk about it and we label the feelings or name the feelings that are associated with a lot of these early memories and then it's a process of letting go of those feelings 
In a sense, yes. That that's the format. I call it the four pillars of how this is a process. So the piece is is that we begin. And I'll lay out this beautiful analogy is one of the two of the best ones I know how to allow people to just understand the format of of what this work is about because it's not counseling. We don't um, right. we don't counsel about. Uh, I'm not a I'm not a counselor. I'm not a therapist, but. It is this process of understanding how the brain works. So, for instance, um, let's use the car as an analogy. In your car, you have a transmission, you've got a fuel injection, you've got an electrical system. You've got all these systems that create this thing called your car, right? And amongst that, another one is called your brakes, right? You being the driver, that conscious piece, that's parasympathetic. That's your conscious mind. But all the mechanisms of our body lies in that autonomic field, in that sympathetic field, right? Mm-hmm. Two di- different parts of your brain. The parasympathetic, again, is your conscious mind. The sympathetic is that autonomic system that really runs the vehicle of our body. It's genius. It's incredible. So just like the car, you have all of these systems that create this thing called my car. You being the driver. I'm going to drive this thing, and that's where I want to go. That's your consciousness. But the piece is, is that we have in our car itself, we have this system called the brakes, right? Mm -hmm. But the brakes aren't there to drive your car. It's there for two reasons, slow down or stop. That's it. We don't drive with the brakes on. And thank goodness we have it. But it's a safety device. It's a security. It's, it's that sense of we wouldn't be able to drive if we didn't have it. So in our brains also, we have the same thing. We have an, we have an immune system. We have a respiratory system. We've got all of these systems, you know, digestive. And all that's in that autonomic system, right? Mm-hmm. In that system is also a safety device. And that safety device is called the amygdala in the cingulate cortex of the brain. Now, if it is, it has a job to do just like the brakes. If that amygdala is fired up and it can be signaled by either emotional or physical, right? If I'm emotionally distraught or threatened or physically threatened, it is, it is set to go off in trillions of a second and overlay the thinking mind to get you out of trouble, right? Yes. If you, we've all felt that before. It's like, whoosh. And it's like the whole objective is to, to get out of trouble. And you feel that wave of energy. And that's when the body elicits a, literally a chemical and a hormonal re- response to your body to get ready to do what? Fight, flight, or freeze. Mm-hmm. That is all in the autonomic system. And here it is, is especially it's programmed way back in our childhood because it's a functioning thing. It's a part of our humanness. And not only our humanness, but every other mammal has this system also. But we begin to build on these things that have alarmed us and alerted us. And if it's deep enough, we begin to build these patterns on top of that. And and then it becomes behavior. And that behavior then becomes a belief system. And then we begin to believe that's who we are. But it's all meant to activate 
a certain alarm system that says, I'm not safe. Mm -hmm. That is all in that system. So from those early experiences as a child, when you had a moment and felt, for whatever reason, physical, mental, mental, emotional, I'm not safe, the body responded in a certain way, and then the program gets set in that when perhaps you're wanting to avoid that feeling of unsafety again. And then that becomes kind of the belief, like I can't do this thing or say this thing or be this way because when I do, I'm unsafe. That's and you begin piece. to act from that place. And then that becomes and- your personality and your programming that you're not even aware most of the time the limits that you've now created for yourself because you're body mind system is acting from this past place of unsafety doesn't that make sense to you yeah it makes perfect sense it's and that we beat ourselves up so much on that conscious level why am i still doing this why do i still feel this everything i've ever done is still happening why is this happening again That's the whole beautiful piece of this work is that, you know, when you keep asking yourself, it's because it's not in that cognitive field. It is in the program. So what this work does, it takes that cognitive field because it's important because that's how, you know, basically that's how we understand things. It's a code, but we have to go into the program that started it to begin with. We're not going to fix it on that cognitive level, we can do a lot of things to become aware of it Mm -hmm. and consciously change it. But after a while that gets slow and it's also going, why am I still here? Why am I doing this again? It's the quiet mind and it's still busy because it's still sending a signal. Why this work is so incredibly effective is it goes into the program in a very beautiful and fairly effortless way that the, the cognitive mind can now put it on the field and going, I need to, I want to see this. That's all it is. They begin to work together instead of work against each other. All that field is trying to keep you safe. That autonomic system. Hey, that's my job. My job is to keep you safe. Mm-hmm. And you keep messing with me, man. You keep messing with this program. And it's like, it's not. So we begin to have them speak to each other. And we do it by using different methods of how both of these programs actually work. You just say, this is how the program works. And a part of it is what you just said, is naming the feelings. Because our emotions are actually the glue. Emotions are the glue that keep the story running. That's it. And then we begin to build on top of those. Describe that that more too. The emotions are the glue that keeps the story running. So let's say it's so funny because maybe you might have noticed that you begin to create a pattern in your life. It's like, why did I, I married my mother or I married my father or here it is again, or why am I still working with this issue? It comes back in different ways. And that's why I'm saying, there's Mm -hmm. your pattern. Mm -hmm. It's always there to be healed. Right. And even in that example too, like, would it be, or could you say that if I had this idea, I married my father, it's not that I actually married someone like my father. It's that I'm just seeing through that filter. That There's certain characteristics that you're still working with within that, right? Yeah, yeah. 
when I that say trigger that, me, that, let's say, for example, that's, like that's what I'm saying. Yes, that is what I'm saying. There are certain triggers that are still coming up and you're going, how did that happen? Is I mean, how did that happen? Mm-hmm. But I think the truth is we're healing machines. That's where we, <laughs> we are healing machines. But all we have to do is put together the pieces that actually make sense to the program and the way the mind and the brain is set up to actually talk to itself, to actually heal itself. It's there, but it has to go through a series, just like we do. We just, it goes through a series of, um, what I want to call it's like it's what this process is the pillars of how does it want to organize it so we can get to another side of it all Mm -hmm. it wants to do is understand Mm -hmm. all we want to do is understand yeah and it makes me it's it relates so well I feel to the other work that I do in the Toltec tradition but even in the yogic tradition too where you're starting with awareness awareness self-awareness that's like the gateway that we begin to walk through. It is the gateway. Is self-awareness. And you have all these pieces and parts of yourself that have been unconsciously driving you and motivating you and filtering you and how you are in the world. And then when you begin your practices, they're always practices of self-awareness that you start with so that you can take kind of like an outsider's view perspective of the self and seeing those behaviors and thought forms and habits and then beginning to question them because you can't question them without knowing that they're there that's but that's mindfulness that's consciousness yes exactly the difference in this work is that's you as a mindfulness and conscious being but don't forget we're working with the the actual the brain is a processor Mm -hmm. that's the difference so that consciousness goes into the processor it's like you as sitting at a computer i am the being Mm but the computer is a processor right and so the first step is the awareness of the unconscious becoming conscious again of those habits and behaviors. And then the second step is going in there into the processor to now clean it up. Yes. And that's all I do is you in this process, you are the driver. You are that conscious being. All I do is put the guardrails up to keep you on this track to see your own process. You are the driver. You are the empowered one. And once you see it, once you get it, and, and it's a magnificent moment when you go, I understand now. I see myself. I see the pattern. I see how it's all laid out. And then when I say the emotions are the glue, because that is the glue that keeps the whole story running. It's part of the program. The limbic system is our emotional body. They all have a part to it. And when they're all working collectively to understand the program, it can be changed. Because we all know, ultimately, perceptions can be changed. They're merely perceptions. So when your playing field is now clear of old perceptions, finally, but you have to work within the language of the of the computer, of the program. And it isn't overridden. It is written 
through with the awareness of our consciousness, but we still have to work with the program. And Can when you- that is cleared, when you understand it, this essence, what I call the awakening, then can occur. And that is when that conscious self, that big self that we all are, is now connected to a clear playing field Hmm. without an ongoing storyline or program. That is when we heal. That is when we heal. It's true. It's true. It's true. I felt it myself over and over again, and I've witnessed it over and over and over again. Yeah. It's so, it's so simple, and it's so really, honestly, effortless. It takes, well, I would say effortless. It's not painful. It's really interesting, but it takes your intention, and it takes your willingness to kind of say, I'm, I'm ready to, to look at it this way. Mm-hmm. And all you do is become the driver. Can and you give I us, just, or are you able to give us an example of how you've seen this work with a client? Oh, goodness. Yes. Oh, this one will make me cry. It always does. So I've had years of experience, and I started with this work years ago um, with addiction. Um, And I would work in uh, treatment facilities. And I will tell you this story, and probably because it still touches my heart. And this will be the example. And it's a difficult one. She was probably 20 years old, and I'll call her Pam. Um, And when I arrived there, I met all of the clients that I would be working with that week. And Pam was down in her hair was stringy. She was had body twitches. Uh, she was not engaging. She tried to disappear completely from the group. And, and so anyway, I met with Pam the next day. She was, it was her time. And we go through this process of the, what I call the pillars. And I ask her, what is it that we're working on today? What is it the most prevalent thing? And she had been gang rape for three days it was difficult and in this process we go through all of these parts with her for her she again is the driver feelings are a part of it and when we came to this place what i call the awakening is i lay that person down and really it's just like a computer you shut the computer down if it's messing up you You shut it down and you reboot it, right? And it comes up differently. Mm -hmm. In this process, you put them to sleep for about five minutes. And what that does is it reboots the brain. Exactly the same thing. But when you wake up, there is this piece called, what we talked about briefly, is called the awakening. And that's when, what I say, it's a message to you, from you, for you. And in her awakening... She said, I see those guys over there and they have handcuffs on and I'm over here and I'm beautifully dressed and I feel sorry for them. So all of these parts, Marissa, 
are a part of this. And one is they're over there. They're, she's safe. They're in handcuffs. Mm-hmm. There's distance and there's justice done and she is safe and she is beautiful. She is now beautiful and I feel sorry for them. When we have forgiveness, compassion, a greater understanding, or even just neutrality around a very difficult issue or memory or event or behavior, that is when we heal. So all of those, when I'm using this as an illustration, that is the truth. And after that, it's done. It's over. The whole storyline can change. Mm-hmm. It no longer has that charge. The feelings of forgiveness and compassion and neutrality don't have the same internal spark. None at all. It's, it, that's when I say you heal. Yeah. Yeah. And it, the whole story heals. The interesting thing is, this it, actually, I share this with you because this one changed my life. And this is when I knew this was the work I'm going to do the rest of my life. Because I got up really early the next morning. Then um, I was up in the kitchen. I'm at the residence. And there was somebody sitting on the couch. And I went, that's really odd because it's super early. And I went over there and I looked down and I double take and I went, I couldn't believe it. And it's, she's it's Pam and she's looking up at me and she's completely dressed beautifully for the day, makeup on, hair is back, you know, and she's like, I didn't even recognize her. Wow. And she had tears running down her face and she said, thank you, Barbara. Thank you. And it was like, I was just, I mean, I'm blown away and I'm sharing that moment with her of just this, uh, that was it. That was it. Mm. And that's, it's, then there's stories and stories and stories. And what I say about this work, it will meet you where you are. It will meet you where you are. There is another way and it's very simple and it's elegant and it's effective. It's clear. It's gentle. And you are the one. You are the awared one. Not me. It's yours. Yeah, you don't do any of the 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 prescribing or the telling or the analysis no. or the suggestions. It's just creating a space for you the, to understand. Yeah, and the feelings to be felt and the memories to be held and the reprogramming to happen. Yeah. And I think of the I think of what we're going through now and the impact that some of the programming of like social distancing or cleanliness is going to have as even as we transition through this, the lasting impact of that programming. It will amplify it, won't it? Yeah. Because it's all fear-based and it's like, and that's that whole amygdala. And the, the beautiful thing is that system is there for a reason. It ha- You need brakes in your car, but you don't want to drive with your brakes on, right? That's not driving. 
So what this is doing, this is amping people's fear level. And all the amygdala is, is that I'm not safe. I'm afraid something's not right. I have to be careful. It's all those. It will fire that back up in that program. Mm -hmm. If we can go through this time with consciousness, knowing that we are going to care for ourselves and we are going to care for each other, but not in fear, but with consciousness, that's what this, this time is about. But I'm, it's like, I want to make sure that people know, it's like, understand that it's a it's a program in your brain it's a part of your brain that's instilled to help you protect yourself but in your conscious mind you have the ability to override it and i want to say override it but let it be a part you want breaks yeah it becomes not drive with them on. there's a difference between a reaction and a response is somehow how i describe it the reaction is the unconscious habits that just happens and the response is a choice where you can see the reaction come up but then the conscious mind says do i want to respond that way yes that's exactly it two different brains one is conscious and one is autonomic yeah and so the mindfulness piece is being able to witness and catch and see those reactions and right. those habits and those instincts when they come up and alter the course because you're making a choice. Yes, that's exactly it. But the piece is you don't beat yourself up for that program firing up. No. It, what does it good? But it's like I recognize that, that it, I'm now reacting. I am now responding. And you know the language of both of those. So responding is you have a different language, right? I see, I feel, I understand, I observe. You can detach. Yeah. But reacting is I'm afraid, it's knee jerk, I'm angry, you want to fight, you want to, you know, any kind of language that I'm going to run away or. Yeah, I'm triggered. I'm Totally. It's always, it's always, it feels like the trigger and it's within you. It's within you. The trigger, you were just triggered. Not, no one has, no one is the trigger, really. You have it within you. And then you teach, and through practice, but also through this method, I teach you just simple ways to know you can once you recognize oh my god i'm triggered then there's ways that you can just totally get the brain what's i call back get the neocortex back online which mm-hmm. is your consciousness that it now is in control again we we want that amygdala we want that part of our brain because it's important you know it's a part of us. So not to shame it, but to know that when it's appropriate and when we need to use it and we're grateful for it and when it's not, but we have such, it's interesting that I'm watching right now in my, uh, in my clients and my practice is that sometimes over a lifetime, it's like a motion sensor, right? Once it's a cat that goes by at night and flips it on and you think there's a monster out there or there's a burglar, Mm -hmm. it's just a cat. So there's this hair trigger response to motion or fear that just like flips it on. But the more we begin to identify ourselves with our consciousness, it likes when the light flips on, you're going, huh, the light's on. I wonder what's out there. Might be a cat. Instead of going into the whole storyline, oh my God, it's a monster and a burglar. 
but you begin to become the master of that system instead of the system overcoming and mastering you. And then what happens? And then you use it. And then you see it. And once we see it, the whole game has changed. Yeah, then you're living in the awakened state, right? Yes. You're living in, you're living, you're, you're energetically, internally, mentally, physically feeling calm, feeling peaceful, feeling at choice, feeling empowered. And you can detach from things and see them for what they are. And there's freedom in that. Lots and there's love in that. Mm-hmm. Even people that are difficult, even situations that are difficult, you can detach and say, hmm, this, uh, that would be difficult. Or I see, I see what that person is doing. I mm-hmm. understand. Mm-hmm. And well, I don't take yeah. it personally. Witnessing that in another too, like, oh, I can see that you're really triggered right now versus taking that personally. Why are you acting like that? Can't you see? Or whatever the story might be. It's just having compassion. But that usually too. Risk, that'll trigger them because they, they're like, <laughs> what are you doing calling me out? So the better one is you just go, isn't that interesting? Yes. Right? Isn't that interesting? Right? Yes. And I, and, or you can say, I hear you. I see yeah. you. And that you can hold them because you do. You can hear them and you can see them. But anything apart from them not Mm, it, it will just fire them up again, right? Yeah, I'm not necessarily saying, oh, I see you're really triggered right now, but internally you have that awareness right. of yeah. the other. You, you know, remember that, at, it's like, isn't that interesting? Isn't that That's interesting? That's the mantra, is, yeah. isn't that interesting? I've got the same one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and sometimes it's hard and sometimes we're in the trigger and boy, we cannot get out of it in that moment. But when you calm down and things settle and the systems get less hot, let's say, you have compassion for yourself. Oh, beyond. And then you can heal that so much more easily and effortlessly realizing, again, it's a, it's something, and it isn't that we're perfect with it, but we catch ourselves and we're able to restore ourselves more and more and more with more compassion. Yes, exactly. Toward ourselves. This is a hard thing we do here, slipping on this skin job. This is not an easy task here. And that even by virtue of showing up here in this place, says that we are actually incredibly courageous beings, right? Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. And you begin to see each other through those eyes, no matter what they're behaving. And you're going, you know what? They, we are all courageous beings trying to negate and negotiate a very, very limited and intense and very sense of separate, that we're so separate, not only from all that we, some of us have never felt that connection, right? Yes. Yeah. Or we felt it when usually we're born, I, I would say we're born feeling it. Newborns inherently have it, but it can, it quickly goes away. It quickly gets taken. And that's in the, that's, I like to say that that's also in the design. That's also in the program 
that the sense of separation happens. That's not a mistake. The forgetting happens so that we can heal and remember again. Yes. And what a courageous act to say, I'm willing to go in and forget Yes, all that I am and everything I am connected to in order to wake up and realize that I have never been, that I have been asleep and separate. That's awakening. Yes. That's awakening. And that's what the awakening is in this process, is a moment to hold that person in that truth within their own experience of themselves in that connected place. And that's what heals us. Not the configurate, yes, the understand, all of it is a part of it. But when it is held in that place of connectedness in your own understanding, your own experience, and it's engaged again, that's when we heal. Mm-hmm. It's and true. it's there. It's, it's very the simple. Yes. It's the process. It's the process. Exactly. I love Mm -hmm. your work and how it um, works so consciously with the program of the brain, because sometimes this work can feel, um, the brain in the autonomic and nervous system and all of that, it is in some way the unseen, right? From the outside in, we can't see it, but we know that it's working, but it's also defined by science. But a lot of this work, if we're going to say spiritual, is in the unseen realm. And a lot of the the spiritual work is taking us through these same gateways and pathways. But with this, it's also, uh, it's like the, um, almost the Vipassana style of meditating, the the Buddhist Mm. style of meditating, where it's like, here's just the technique without the symbols in the imagery and the trappings around it. It's just this. This is the scientific technique. This feels like the scientific technique in some ways of the spiritual work. In in truth, it's it's the mind versus consciousness. It's not versus though. It's both of them because we have incarnated. We are in a programmable being. That's what it is. But it's our mindfulness, it's our consciousness that imbues our experience with something greater than itself. And that's what the experience we're here to have, right? Yes, yes. And that's what it it works with both of the programs. One is our highest consciousness, but it's like we've got to repair. It's kind of like when your computer goes kapunk, you don't just like, uh, for me, it's like, oh, I'm going to fix this. It's like, forget it, Barbara. You call somebody in to say, do you understand how a computer works? And you're going, yeah. Oh, it's this and this and this. And they can do it in 10 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. That's all I am is I understand how the program works, but you, it's you that has to understand the, the totality of I am still the consciousness of this whole system. It's not about me. It's about you understanding and once that field is clear and the program is gone this is what i say it's kind of like you defrag your whole computer it's all those stories it's just like it's it's like it's taking up 
incredible space, incredible energy. It bogs it down. It's got malware in it. It's not true. Even though it did happen, is it happening right now? No. But it loses all of its intensity because, and that's what I say, it's our emotions that hold those stories in that program together. It's the glue. It's the cement. And once you even name all of those feelings that you've never had the opportunity to do, and that's a piece of this work, that is the clarifying field too. Yeah. It reminds me of the the aphorism, what you feel you can heal. Yes. Yes. So all of these pieces that we know in all parts of our understanding throughout our lifetime of learning consciousness and Mm -hmm. um, is applicable in this very simple process. And you are the conscious driver. That's it. And there's a process to unwind it all and to clarify the field. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been thinking of it more recently too in this holistic perspective of my physical body and my energetic body and my central nervous system and thinking of, you know, I'm so immersed in, in the yogic path and the yogic path being one really almost related scientific scientifically of cleaning and clearing the central nervous system. So that mm-hmm. the energy is flowing more, <clears throat> the energy energy is flowing unobstructed and energy is flowing at an ever expanding and heightening rate as my central nervous system is growing in its capacity to hold those currents and the currents that my energy can hold can be denser or it can be lighter depending on how conscious I am of my thoughts and the things that I'm putting into my body and the stress level that I have and how I'm breathing. And so in that like holistic scope of, of how I'm consciously living my life, um, at the same time when I'm working with my central nervous system, in my mind I see it like creating more light within my body, clearing out the, the, the like denser, darker, obscured, stuck, unconscious spaces, let's say. And then the more light that I can move through, the more my soul can embody. And then I'm living with that awakened soul states in physical form. That's it. That's it. How that's it is that, that we're bogged down by all of that old all those old stories and feelings right yeah 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 and when you clear them out and they become neutral it's like all that energy is now a resource for you instead of um gosh how do i use it it's kind of like you know fragging you know how it just you know your computer gets bogged mm-hmm. down because it just is it's got too many running things going on All this does, it clarifies that field that your consciousness, and the truth is, you only have X amount of energy in our bodies. That's that's the reality, too. To run this system, right? To run Mm -hmm. this body, I'm going to give you, Marissa, $100 a day to run your body. But if $98 of it is is running to run an old program that says, I'm afraid, I'm not safe, I'm not lovable, whatever that is, it's taking up all of that effort and energy instead of your immune system, which should be on top, right? 
Yes. It isn't like it's not there, but it's like way down on the field. But, but if that alert system is saying, hey, guys, take a break because there's an alarm going on today and I get all the attention, right? Mm-hmm. I'm getting all the juice because you know what? Somebody said something to me and off it goes again. So all of those other systems are only getting a small fraction, your immune system, your digestion, your respiratory, your, I mean, your DNA being split, all of those things don't get the energy because you're running that alarm system. Yeah. When that alarm system is now neutral and it's like, oh, if you need me, I'll be down here. Right. Now, all of a sudden, all that energy is available for you to heal to maintain healthy, and it's like it's getting the energy it takes. That's the other part of this work I find the most rewarding is that it sets the body back in a truly its own health, its own genius. Yeah, it makes me think of just yesterday, Christian and I were biking over at um, Esther Simplot, you know, by the White Water Park. And oh, we were yeah. noticing there's nobody in the water. So we were noticing all the aerators in the water. He's like, oh, I'm so glad those aerators are going. Because otherwise the water gets stagnant and the weather, right. the water gets unswimmable and gross. You don't want to get in there. And this process is like the aerators going. Yeah. Keeping yes. the energy flowing, yes. keeping everything yes. clean, moving Healthy everything clean. through. Moving you want it through. available. It's clear. It's, it's at your access. It's not a it's not a burden. It's not stagnant. It's alive and moving. And I have to say it is genius. I mean, think about it. <laughs> so you just lean in and you de- and you can lean into that genius and you set it free to say, I know you know what's going on and I trust you, but you give it the energy that it needs to perform that. Because that's its innateness. Yeah, the self-healing properties. Absolutely. That's what I say. We're healing machines. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Where, Barbara, can people find you? And two things. Where can people find you and connect with you? And then do you have or could you give us a recommendation for a practice at this time to keep the energy moving and to be Mm. mindful? Um, what's interesting, Eric just texted me. <laughs> oh, of course. We love you, Rainbow Eric. I know. Isn't that he funny? introduced us. I know. Isn't that, is that not perfect? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, my, actually, there's a lot of information on my website, which is quietmonkeys.com. So there's tons of information and, uh, I'll and put a at- link to that too. Okay. And, um, and then my numbers on there, when I, I can't encourage people enough uh, to invest in this work because it's like, it's just the most powerful thing you can do. One of the most powerful things you can do for yourself in this time. And that is, is that is clear that field clear those old programs that are keeping you from that consciousness that you are inherently are. And to just throw it in there for a second, I feel like that's the great opportunity of this time is that we all have been running on these programs socially and in our families and our work. And now it's come to a halt. 
now the bricks mm-hmm. were put on and now there there is this ability to see and reflect what have i been doing what have i been running around for where have i been putting my energy look at how it's been consumed in ways that now that i'm not doing it i recognize that didn't feel good mhm yeah, and you're right. And it's like everybody's getting quiet and quiet enough to actually listen to themselves yeah. or have all the distractions not there. I think it's it couldn't be better. And I'm not saying that and that I'm not minimizing this time and the, the urgency that is provided. But within that bubble that is being offered and is there, if you can't, this is the time this to just time. clear your field. It's so valuable. It's so incredible. And I do know that there, this is one way. There, it's not the only way, but it sure is a fast and incredibly exponential way. You can practice all your life, and there are many, many ways. But mm-hmm. this one I do know is significant. And, um, And I am the one that gets to sit and watch these incredible beings transform every time. What a better place to be on this planet than being this that I get to watch, that I get to be a part of. And I get to celebrate that person coming back to their full consciousness, clear, effortless, and with a huge heart connected. You know, and then your practice, it doesn't stop. And this is what I say to people, truly. Now the work, the real work begins because you are conscious and you get to see how you have to like put your, your shoes on, your new shoes on, say, nope. And there's that, what I call the momentum of habit. That's still there. We are habitual beings, but all of a sudden you see yourself run down that rabbit hole of habit whether it be mm. thoughts or actions or beliefs and you have to you have to stop yourself and you have to say oh there i go that's where your practice begins now is like can't go that don't want to go there but in all that momentum of your clarity it's like this is who i am this is what i want to create but you have the resources of all of your beingness and your awareness now to be present to make that choice. That's yes. the difference. Well, I know you've done it for me and helped me along that path. And I'm really grateful to you for that. And I've sent oh, some of my favorite you. people your way because I feel like it's incredibly, incredibly, incredibly valuable, priceless, really. And I'm grateful that you're out there doing exactly this work in the world. It's so needed. And you, your bright light, and look how many lives you have. You're holding and changing within your work. But that's the beauty. Marissa, you are now present, and look at what you're doing. If all of us do this, this is how it changes. We are all divine beings. And you are divining bigger and bigger and better and deeper for everyone that you touch. You emanate it. That's how this world changes. 
It is. That's I, I, as a teacher, as a guide, I feel like I can I can only take people as far as I've gone, and so I'm always doing my work mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, one, I agree. one to show like, hey, we can be in human form and have our struggles and still get there, and mm-hmm. still get yeah. there. Hmm. Yeah. It's a ride. Yeah. And that we still get back on and we still do this ride. Yeah. And it is all of those things that we know innately about change, about grounding, about being connected, about the ability to listen, the ability to just deepen and widen and connect about who we really are. Hmm. thank you thank you barbara this is lovely yeah (laughs) let's do this again we will thanks for figuring out your zoom with me i appreciate (laughs) your grace and patience through that and now you have it at your disposal (laughs) (laughs) well um uh i know we'll connect again soon and again i can't just say thank you enough for being exactly who you are in the world and doing your work and sharing this pathway of healing for so many. Oh, thank you, Marissa. And the same to you. Go, you know, what you're doing is meaningful and big and rich and and that we can just see each other in the eyes. We look at each other and go, I see you. Yeah, I see you. Yeah, Yeah. thank you. Thank you for that reflection. Yeah, biggest love. So much love. Bye, Barbara. All right.